Happy Friday, everybody. We did it. Another week of fantasy hockey dominance, we hope. And we're headed into the weekend all kinds of fired up to talk about some latest injury news out of the Las Vegas Golden Knights and the top three teams that need to make a move. They might need a shakeup. They might need a little help on the blue line. We're going to break it all down because it's going to have fantasy impacts. Thank you for joining us. Let's get this paper. Your Locked On Fantasy Hockey, your daily podcast on fantasy hockey. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Friday, everybody, and welcome back inside the lab to the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast, and we are all kinds of fired up for the Friday edition, breaking down some of the top news from around the NHL, as always, including what three teams need to make a move. There's a lot of squad steel on the precipice of either something really special or perhaps something really bad. Either way, you and I have some squads to look at because I think also, most importantly, these teams are likely to make moves steel, and that will have fantasy implications. Also, speaking of which, Shea Theodore out week to week. This is a beast mode blue line piece steel. He is key to the Vegas Golden Knights success. So let's talk a little bit about that off the top of the show. And of course, Friday bets. You have a same game parlay. I'm hyped to share that bad boy out. Obviously, today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. And that's $150 if your team wins. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on to get started. And thank you for making us your first listen every single day. Steel, I got it all out there. I don't know how many times I said each. It could be 13. But we're ready to go here, baby. And honestly... These weeks are starting to stack up in the NHL. And if you're paying attention to the experts out there, don't even listen to Steele and I, which is also a really good idea. This is one of those positions, points in the schedules, where GMs now know what they're working with. That's why Chris Johnson has his trade bait board up. We're going to talk about that as well, Steele. Right over to you, my brother. You know that's what we do here. Because Shea Theodore week to week, GMs out there are going to have to fill a hole. And Vegas, a really, really good start. You know things can happen and injuries tend to pile up in a hurry. What's your take on this situation? Because I know you really do love this player. I love this player a lot. I've talked about him a lot over the summertime heading into this season. I thought he was going to have a monster year. And so Mm -hmm. far, he's lived up to my expectations. Uh, But it's a significant injury. He's out week to week. He just underwent uh, upper body surgery to fix Whatever it is, the details of the actual injury aren't quite out yet. Mm. Uh, But again, I love this player. I love what he brings to the game. And he's at a monster beginning of the season. Four goals, 18 points in 20 games. And it's no coincidence Vegas has lost their last three games. With Shea Theodore out out the last three games dealing with this injury. Uh His ability to join the rush, make it an odd man uh, advantage for his team, weave his way through into the middle of the slot, make plays, whether he's shooting the puck on net or making some passes uh, to facilitate his teammates. He pretty much does it all, in my opinion. He's one of those underrated defensemen that I always look forward to drafting. And it's just incredible the way that he plays. He's eighth amongst defensemen right now. With points, uh, with points again at, at 18 points in mm-hmm. 20 games, he's 10th amongst defensemen with 52 shots on net uh, yeah. in the league right now. 
again, he's such a crucial part to the Vegas Golden Knights organization and a crucial part to GMs out there who drafted this player or traded for him. And with this significant injury, he's most likely not going to be back until the later stages of December, probably mm-hmm. over uh, after Christmas, if it's, uh, you know, after going this surgery. So yeah. you've got to look to the waiver wire to fill a replacement in the meantime. I've already mm-hmm. got a couple in mind. Owen Power at 40%, uh, 40% right now. Oliver Ekman Larson's at 35%. There's a few good defensemen like out there that can fill in the fill, uh, fill in that spot. Obviously not mm-hmm. going to bring as much as that Theodore does, but there are a few defensemen out there that uh, the two that I just mentioned that could be uh, that could replace him and make some good fits. Most definitely steal. And I think also just kudos due to this Vegas Golden Knights team. We're going to talk about the Vancouver Canucks, but they're only one point up on that Canucks team now all of a sudden. So yeah. you and I have talked a lot about windows for winning, margins for error as such. Yeah, we're just past the quarter pole in the NHL season, but you mentioned the three-game losing streak from Vegas, and all of a sudden there's some chinks in the armor. Shea Theodore, aside from fantasy that you totally covered very nicely, he is that leader in that dressing room that I think the Vegas Golden Knights have about nine of them somehow. The Alex Petrangelos of the world, they've got all kinds of good characters, Mark Stone. These guys are warriors, and now they're winners too. And you can't help but, again, this is another one of those things that don't exactly show up in fantasy, but you love having a piece of winners. And Shea Theodore is that cog. You shouted him out heavily coming into the season. He's doing it at both ends of the ice. Keep your eyes peeled, though, because perhaps these are the situations. If he comes back, prolonged absence, maybe it takes a little bit longer. Maybe Vegas struggles. Maybe he comes back and he starts to maybe eat less minutes. Lots of maybes I'm throwing out there, Steel. Lots of question marks, but all of them pertain to your fantasy success. So don't get complacent with someone that's obviously both important to fantasy GM success and to his teams on the ice. Not too much other takeaway there, Steel. He should be back soon. We just want to come on here and highlight a major injury to a key fantasy piece when it happens so you guys know what's going on, even though there isn't a ton of information other than upper body, week to week, and we should just keep our eye on it. We're keeping an eye on this next topic, though, Steele. The top three teams that need to make a trade. And yeah, of course, top three. This is a bit of a subjective list, but I think the takeaway here is, and I'm going to hope, I hope that you agree with me when I kick this off with the Toronto Maple Leafs is certain teams have glaring issues that they need to address. And in Toronto, it's obviously the blue line. Mark Giordano just celebrated his 58th birthday, and now he's out week to week. You know me, and I joke about Giordano's birthday. That's a long-running joke on the show for anyone newly listening. But Mark Giordano is obviously up there in age and a lot of miles on the body. We're not talking about him for fantasy. We're talking about this now placing more need on Brad Living to be yeah. going out there and taking a look at some of these names on the top of this list. And for YouTubers out there, you're going to see the list. If you're out there on Spotify or Apple listening, we can run through it very quickly. But it's Chris Johnson's from The Athletic. And the top five on this trade target list are Noah Hannafin, Elias Lindholm, Chris Tanev, Nikita Zadorov. Then it's Sean Walker, Ilya Labushkin, Jake Allen, Sam Montembeau, Morgan Frost, and Tony D'Angelo. Like I just said, hit YouTube or check out Chris Johnson for that full list. Steele, what do you think about the list? But in terms of Toronto, we know they were already after a demon. We know the blue line has been thin. They're letting up way more shots than they were last year. The penalty kill is reeling. They need to be a lot better there. We know the offense on power play is elite. Going to leave it at this and stop talking. They need help on the blue line, and I really do think they need to shake up their defensive game all around because Joseph Wall can't bail them out all season long and them expect to any last any kind of success. 
Well, it goes straight into my first team that I want to talk about. The Calgary Flames, obviously. There you go. Uh, a very significant one. Uh, four of the, yeah. Four. Four of the top five uh, on that top 10 list are Calgary Flame players. And it goes hand in hand with you talking about the Toronto Maple Leafs. Because clearly there's been some some conversations. Obviously, there's a, a connection there with Brad Trey leaving, uh, mm-hmm. being the former GM of the Calgary Flames. So maybe there's something that can... Uh, that he can get done in facilitating a trade for a defenseman. That's something the Calgary Flames need to look into. You've already made aware to the entire NHL that you're you're a fire sale. You know, it's a two-for-one, yeah. half-off special. <laughs> They're going to be sending people away in the upcoming season before the season's done and before the trade deadline. A lot of them coming from the blue line, and that's exactly mm. what the Maple Leafs need right now. We've talked a lot about potentially trying to go for Nikita Zadorov. They need a big defenseman who's actually a, a decent skater, can jump up in the play. He's got a few goals under the belt this season. Uh, he's a big body that can lay the hits and protect and actually protect his teammates out there when someone goes after another mm. player. So those two teams go hand in hand, the Toronto Maple Leafs and Calgary Flames. But on the Calgary Flames side of things, they need to acquire some depth scoring. They need to acquire some some other players up front to help these pieces that they've invested in long-term, Jonathan Huberdo, Mackenzie Weger, obviously on the back end, Jacob Markstrom, uh, Nazem Kadri as well. So maybe the Calgary Flames and Toronto Maple Leafs, it, it, might, it might be poor to say this, but maybe the Leafs have to give up one of their, their young players. I, again, I'm just going to throw out Nick Robertson or potentially Matthew Nyes. I'm not saying that's going to happen or I want it to happen, but in order to, to really gain some help on the blue line and solidify a top blue line in the NHL, you might have to give up one of those young pieces in, in order to acquire one of those defensemen. This has also been serious rumors. Usually where there's smoke, there's fire. So that's why we have to have both of these teams on there for differing reasons, because I think the Calgary Flames, and we're going to get to break here in a sec and talk about a few more teams and wrap with bets, keeping today short and sweet. But I think what has to be said is what's changed over the last couple of weeks is the Calgary Flames, say what you will, are starting to play a little bit better. So now all of a sudden, some of these talks that at first were looking like they were imminent are now maybe on hold while the Flames figure out what they are, which is obviously a little bit frustrating if you're a guy like Living trying to make a move because you know what the Leafs have up front and you know what they need on the back end. They need a bit of size. They need that right shot demon that they've been looking for for a while. John Klinberg didn't work out. So I think this makes a lot of sense, and I really do think, Steele, any of those pieces on the top of that list, I know Elias Lindholm doesn't make any sense. I don't think we're talking about him to the Leafs. But any three of those D-men, because Noah Hannafin has been rumored to be on the move too in a big way, they all go up a notch in fantasy value if they're playing in the top four in Toronto just based on offensive metrics. That's my take on it. So that's why we're going to continue to take a look at these teams that need to make a trade because usually when that happens – value pops or value decreases so we're breaking it all down today's episode though my friends is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook as the weather gets colder the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel right now new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet steal I'm loving this one that's 150 bucks if your squad wins and if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel there's no better time to get on, on get in on the action The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, steal and ice favorites, same-game parlays, and a lot more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. 
And thank you so much for making the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast your first listen every single day. Big news from Locked On. They've launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with local experts of Locked On, plus the national shows covering every single league. So go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube. Subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. It's amazing. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast, making it your first listen every day. Continue to hit the subscribe, leave a five-star review, and follow us on your favorite podcast platform. We do really appreciate all the feedback and comments we get on the YouTube channel and on Twitter as well. So continue doing so. We really do appreciate it. Continuing on these three teams or two more teams from now that really need to make a trade or make a change moving forward uh, for the rest of the the remainder of the season. But we'll get to big time bets at the end of the episode. Mm -hmm. Um, You and I actually have the same, one of the same teams. So we'll save that to discuss at the very end as the last one. I'll kick off with another Canadian team though. I know you've got one out West. I'm, you know, going right down from uh, uh, or going up from Calgary over to Edmonton. Yeah. Clearly, it's an obvious statement. Everyone knows this at this point. Yes. The Edmonton Oilers need to trade for a goaltender. Yeah. You know, I understand they send Jack Campbell down uh, to the AHL. Yeah. You know, the first three starts were brutal. I think he put up brutal. a shutout in his fourth or fifth, his uh, fourth or fifth game. But not even, even so. I, I, if I were the Edmonton Oilers, I do not want Jack Campbell brought back up. I think Stuart Skinner. You know, we've talked about him over the last year and a half. A lot, yeah. I I wasn't quite ready to say that he was going to be that guy. Mm -hmm, I I mm -hmm. thought so maybe this year. He hasn't been. I think he's more fit in to be a backup goaltender and learn from a veteran presence in the blue paint. The Edmonton Oilers need to trade for a starting goaltender if they want any chance to make the playoffs, let alone win a Stanley Cup this year. Mm. That's a big, big thing that they need to do. And unfortunately, you might have to move on from someone that you've invested time into. Again, I know Ryan Nugent Hopkins' name's been out there, potentially Mm. going to Boston. Again, all rumors and speculation. But something to keep an eye on because they're not going to win with Stuart Skinner or Jack Campbell or, or Calvin Pickard, whoever's in the crease. Right now, definitely not. And look, I was ready to say Stuart Skinner. He looked, he looked amazing last year. And yeah, small sample size. We've learned. I've learned my lesson here. I'm not actually fully ready to give up on him in the NHL. Not even close yet. No, not, not clearly, to give up, but yeah, back yeah. up for now. For sure. And he clearly should have been honing his craft yes. as the number two guy, not taking the load. Ideally, and I think this is what the Edmonton Oilers were hoping for, and we don't need to talk about this because everyone knows it, was Jack Campbell was going to be that guy and Stuart Skinner was going to come in as that backup. They had to go the other way. They had to go with Skinner because Jack Campbell has looked like an absolute ghost of what he used to be. (laughs) La, 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 la. There's goalies out there. They're kicking tires on any goalie with a pulse steal because they can't afford to squander what's going on with Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl, even though they have been struggling. They are two, arguably the two best got players on the planet. And they were right there the last couple of seasons knocking on the door in the Western Conference. And you can't squander any more of this time. So guys on this list, including Jake Allen, who's there in that graphic, and Sam Montembeau on the Montreal Canadiens make a lot of sense. If I'm the Canadiens, I probably want to tie myself to at least one of the young goalies in Caden Primo and Sam Montembeau. So I would assume 
It's Jake Allen who they probably want to let go of. I don't know if that's really the answer in Edmonton, but you can't help but feel that might be better than what they already have right now going on. Steel, another Canadian team. Wait, what's the, what's the last team that we have that's the same? Is it the Islanders or is it it's the Canucks? It's the Islanders. It's the okay. Islanders. Okay, <laughs> so let me just then talk about the Vancouver Canucks because when you look at teams that need to make a trade, when I'm talking about the Toronto Maple Leafs, it's to fill holes. It's to yeah. address that they're squandering good opportunities to win games. It's been their MO. Go up a couple and blow it. Defense is letting way too many shots on net. They're sloppy in their own end. That's been clear. The Vancouver Canucks are 15-7-1 steal. They need to make a move to take them over the top. All of a sudden, this team is right there within striking distance, only one point back of the Vegas Golden Knights. We have to pay attention to what's going on here. And the GM in Vancouver just came out yesterday and said he's looking to address a little bit of depth on the blue line because they have been a little bit banged up. And I know it was like Ethan Bear and a couple of the other depth pieces that they signed in the offseason. Yep. Haven't been able to play. Who's it? Carson Soucy as well has been hurt. He's injured, yeah. So these pieces are obviously ones that they want to try and bolster the blue line for what's been a beast mode season steal. So different angles for needs to make a trade. But I think given how good Vancouver has been and how close they are to really seriously making this a legitimate thing this season, I think they're one of those teams that need to make a move to take them over the top. Yeah, they've again, they've been overachieving with some of these guys that they've acquired on the blue line. Quinn Hughes and Kale McCarr are just you know, off to the races in this Norris Trophy race to begin this season. Look at Philip Roenick at number three amongst defensemen with hey, points this season. Steel. 23 points. He's been a huge addition. Your boy to the was on line. him early. You're, yes, you were. Yes, you, you were. He's been an absolute stud for the Vancouver Canucks. But I agree with you. They do need to make one, maybe two additions mm. to both the Tweaks. bottom six yep. and uh, the D pairings in the bottom four. Yes. Uh, if they really want to set themselves for success and you know be a contending team come mm -hmm. playoff time. So completely agree with that. Let's go over to the last team. We have the same one, the New York Islanders, that need to address, uh, need to, to make a change, need to address something yeah. on the roster. And maybe we'll uh, you know continue this conversation after break uh, yes. in a couple of minutes. But Love that. to me, the New York Islanders, they are a playoff caliber team and i really do believe they mm. can make a deep playoff run the problem is is the offense everybody knows this the power play has been a little bit better they're actually yes. a lot better than, yep. than last year i, believe I think they they're in like eight last eight best yeah they were they were steal. dead last last year bo horvat's been a huge part of that success on the power play yep. but the they they struggle with closing out games they lead the league with six overtime losses this year uh they can't win in regulation when they get to extra time they lose in overtime they lead the league with six on the season they're mm. 29th in goals for they're 15th uh 15th worst in goals against uh mm. so even though their goaltending is strong one of the better tandems in the league i believe for sure Sor sororkin's uh save percentage is like a 9 11 9 12 save percentage maybe 9 10 around there mm. uh semyon varlamov's save percentage is like a 9 30 the goaltenders have been have been fantastic this year but they're not getting it done on the offensive side of things i truly believe if mm. they want to set themselves uh for success if they want to set themselves up for a deep playoff run which they've struggled with over the last couple of years 
They need to trade for another star player in the top six. Mm-hmm. And maybe star is the wrong terminolo- terminology because sure, I'm not sure, sure if they can quite afford it. They have four, just under $4 million in cap space. You know, obviously, yeah. once they get someone off their books, it creates more money for them. But mm-hmm. they need someone on that second line um, when you have Bo Horvat and Matthew Barzell uh, on the first line. You know, let me just bring up the, the lineup combinations for the New York Islanders. Here. Yeah, I have they, it here. They, they need someone to play alongside Brock Nelson because Brock Nelson is one of their top goal scorers right there. With for sure. Horvath. He's been the most consistent Pierre, over the last year. Engvall has been very good this year. He passes the puck. He's not a, not a, a lot of goals from Engvall, but he's got the speed. He passes the puck. Well, they need someone on that right side. So whether mm. it be a guy like Matt Zuccarello, I'm not saying that's going to happen, but a guy of that level of play, in like the that. NHL right now. They need someone they, to yeah. fill in a- alongside Brock Nelson. So that's where I'm at. But I truly do believe the New York Islanders could be a really good playoff team. They have Ilias Roken, one of my favorite goalies yes. of the past number of years. When you have a goalie of that caliber and actually steal a pretty balanced blue line. We love Noah Dobson. Yes. Ryan Pollock is solid. Romanov is solid. Scott Mayfield. Yeah, okay, it's Scott Mayfield, but he is the kind of blue liner that actually the Leafs would love to have right now. Speaking of players. <laughs> That's not happening, obviously, but there you go. They have all those pieces defensively. Also, I wanted to bring up Steele. Their penalty-killing unit is the second worst in the league. They're letting up way too many special team goals, and when you're letting up too many special team goals and you can't score, you're not going to win a lot of games. Also, this team has been right there. We could have fit them into the mold like this for the last handful of seasons when Noah Dobson, no offense to Noah Dobson, who's having a great year, is right there as your points leader, one back of Barzal. Usually, it's not going to go well offensively. So this team obviously has some really nice pieces, ones that I just mentioned, and so did you, but they need to make a trade. They need to bounce something into this lineup to get it going offensively. And I think once that happens, you take pressure off the back end and let them really do their thing and then watch them go. Watch us go to bets, though, baby, because it has been a rough ride this week, Steele. I see the comments. I'm seeing people giving us advice. We appreciate it. We're just here to highlight winners. That's what we're trying to do. And we're going to highlight some winners very, very soon. I do want to uh, mention something about the New York Islanders after the break. So we'll finish up Thank and you. wrap all of that up nicely with the bow. But this episode is also brought to you by the Sleeper app. A new mm. NHL season brings all sorts of possibilities. Brock Besser could score 50 goals. Oh. The New York Rangers could hoist the Stanley Cup. And you could win big by playing daily fantasy hockey on the Sleeper, the official daily fantasy app of Locked On NHL Network. Sleeper is the number one choice for daily fantasy sports and especially daily fantasy hockey because with Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in daily fantasy hockey contests. Fans can also play daily fantasy NFL, NBA, MLB, CFB on Sleeper. The group chat, team chat functionality, Flip and I are on that all the time, chirping other people, Mm -hmm. chirping each other. We really like the connection there and that functionality entries can be made in under a minute all you have to do is pick on studs like mcdavid ovechkin crosby mckinnon hellebuck if they will record more or less on their sleeper projections for things like goals assists saves plus minus and more on the game to win a hundred time bet on sleeper you need to correctly predict the outcome of eight player stats you heard me locked on fantasy uh, locked on fantasy hockey fans You can win 100 times your money playing daily fantasy hockey with Sleeper. So start paying attention and nail your pick so you can start winning big. Use promo code LOCKEDONNHL and you'll get up to $100 match on your first deposit. 
Terms and conditions apply. That's code locked on NHL. See sleepers terms of use for details and location availability. And thank you so much for making the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast your first listen every single day. Continue to hit the subscribe, leave a follow button, and a five-star review. Flip, before we get to big-time bets, I just want to wrap up that New York Islanders conversation mm-hmm. about the penalty kill. I think if they want to address that, and you know, obviously they need to change things up, why not put Bo Horvat on the penalty He was an absolute stud when he was with on the penalty kill for the Vancouver Canucks. And just mm. bringing up his stats from the last couple of seasons, he had one shorthanded goal last year when he joined the Islanders, three with the Vancouver, so four in total, yep. one yep. the year before Great that. Point, he is a shorthanded uh, yep. juggernaut, and he does yep. it all on the power play special teams, even strength. So I just wanted to mention that before you yeah. get to big-time bets. An interesting let's, point. Yeah, but let's get over to big-time bets so we can you know, finish off with hopefully some winning picks here. I'll throw it over to you. What are your picks of the night? Appreciate that. I also got to give a shout out to a good Welland, Ontario boy, Niagara region boy, Cal Clutterbuck for his 1000 games in the NHL. I believe only split between the Minnesota wild and New York Islanders. This guy has been a grind grit grinder stud just needed to show some love to a good Niagara boy in Cal Clutterbuck. Shout out to Welland, Ontario one time bet wise steal. I got to get back this money train rolling because we were clicking along at a really nice pace there. And I'm going to keep mine short and sweet because I'm usually coming in here with all kinds of trends, angles, statistics. Number one here on my for my first bet on the money line is the Ottawa Senators, a team that has a 5-3-2 and two overall record in their last 10 head-to-head with Columbus. But more closely, more recently, I should say, they have wins in four of the last six against Columbus. I watched some of the Columbus game the other night when both you and I were betting on them. This team is straight up and down doo-doo. And I know that the Ottawa Senators have not exactly been a pretty piece themselves but they have a lot more talent. And I think a lot of what's been going on with this team has not even been on the ice. It's been in the front office. It's been in the dressing room, suspensions and fines and firings and all kinds of stuff. So we haven't even seen the Ottawa Senators run out their whole full lineup. I'll stop rambling. That's my first pick steal. Senators (laughs) on the money line. I just think it's the way to go. And I think it's going to be led by a big game by Brady Kachuk. So we got Brady Kachuk. I'm going to pair with that one. 10 goals, five assists for the captain so far. I want to say somehow overall disappointing, but fantasy wise, it's not 50 penalty minutes, 80 shots on net is 15 (laughs) points. He's such a stud, but when he leads this team steal and he is such a pivotal energetic piece, you can't help but feel that if the team's not winning, he's not succeeding. So I think you're going to see a big, big game from Brady Kachuk. So if it's at over one and a half anytime points, I'm still comfortable with it because I think he's going to have a big, big night. The lock of the night was the Senators on the money line. But when I go to this San Jose and Jersey game as my last one, because I'm just going to ramble off my last one quick here, Steel. This has got all the makings of an over. The New Jersey Devils have also scored 12 goals combined in their last two games. I got a bad feeling for whoever's in net for the Sharks. This is going to be an over. The Sharks are getting a little bit better too, Steel. So a couple goals for the Sharks, four or five for the Jersey Devils. This one's going over the total in a hurry. Those are my three bets, including Senators on the money line as my lock of the night. Absolutely love the three picks for Friday. Only two games on the schedule. Yeah. Um, I got a I got a same game parlay. I'll make it super quick here. To Foley, anytime point, Devils money line, and Hughes over one and a half points. Hughes had a three-point night against the Islanders, 
And again, I know the Sharks have been better, but like you said, it's probably going to be going over the game, uh, over the number. Uh, you know, Sharks have been better, but the Devils have got some talented offensive offensive of uh, studs out there. So Hughes over one and a half points, Devils money line into Foley anytime point. Simple as that for me. Love I'm it. just going same game parlay, keeping it simple Friday night. Thank you so much for making the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast your first listen every single day. And again, big news from Locked On. They've launched the first ever first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. So go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Thank you again so much for tuning in for today's episode with Flip and I. Have a great day. Good luck with your bets out there. And we shall see you back here again on Monday. Peace.